You're listening to Noise Extra. I'm Gray Holger, here with my co-host Tara Connolly. Hello. And Mike Connolly. Well, hello. We are traveling back, all the way back to 1986 to discuss Grimm's first album, Folk Music. And uh, yes. longtime listeners of this here podcast will know that we uh, we saw Grimm a couple years ago and it was yep. fantastic and we probably didn't shut up about it. And mm-hmm. uh, with good reason, because it totally, uh, I don't know, it was a great, great concert going experience, a good gig. Great, great, strange, yes, odd gig, which is sort of the expect the unexpected from Grimm. And, and obviously we're just going to be discussing this album as well as, you know, a lot of his other stuff. And, you know, we we decided to do this. We, we, we thought we were going to sort of, you know, there's a new reissue cassette of folk music. This is the LP is is uh as rare as it gets and you know we thought hey we'll do this maybe we'll, we'll help get we'll help you know promote that reissue tape well guess what already sold out doesn't so, need our help so maybe it did maybe a distro or two picked it up or hey maybe maybe it'll encourage them to do a, another issue of it because it is an essential album and the mm-hmm. tape looks amazing and i'm re- really excited to be to be grabbing that but before we get into the world of Grimm, Gray, what have you been listening to, my good man? Oh, let's, uh, I don't know, let's uh, start off on a, a slightly somber note, I guess. Uh, Dave Phillips to death, which, uh, again, if you've been listening, you've heard it in uh, our, you know, Misanthropic Agenda, who put this CD out, is a sponsored couple episodes of our podcast here, and this is on Misanthropic Agenda. Uh I've been in love with Dave's work recently. You know, uh, Humanity is the Virus and Don't Hurt Me For Your Pretty have both been in my recent listening uh, in the past few months. And this one is uh, a meditation on death and done uh, at a period in time when he was caring for his father and uh, recorded, recorded, you know, during during the time of caring for his father and released or sent to press shortly after his father passed away and so all of these uh titles have to do with that and uh kind of with watching someone slip away and uh you know uh, podcast listeners have also probably heard in the podcast that i've been gone a lot lately and that's because i i lost my mother uh, on july 4th and was out with her uh, during that time. So I can relate to this one really heavily. It's a very beautiful, uh, powerful work, uh, especially, again, because there's a, a direct sort of, sort of relation to it for me. But Dave's work in general is really thoughtful and articulate and just well composed. So highly recommend checking it out. You'll probably hear an ad before we start talking about Grimm anyway. But <laughs> you're going to hear you're going to hear my voice talking about the CD. But, you know, it is the reality is older we get this is going to begin to happen more to a lot of us and so it's good that there are these albums that can sort of maybe help people through these times and you know obviously we had a very sad episode last week with with uh, you know the passing of Peter Rayberg but again mm-hmm. it's if we if we have these sounds and we have these albums and this music and this art to Help us through these times and as a as well as, you know, hopefully, hopefully podcasts, you know, hopefully that that can that can help a lot. I know I know anytime we've had to deal with stuff like that, sometimes just just a good podcast will just kind of help you get your mind a familiar voice. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Give you something else to focus on. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And 
Stefan from New Forces sent me a while ago uh, what was called Warlord Demos, which was demos of what was going to become his next CD. And I'm now holding the CD in my hands and have uh, put it in my ears, and it is fantastic. I think he's having such a strong, strong run right now with, uh, I mean, I did Extinctionist last year and uh, really proud of that one. And uh, White Centipede Noise did Red Iron Knife and the uh, Cryocene Exclave CD, which is his collaboration with Matt Betke of Scant. Uh, just a lot of strong stuff coming out from him. And this one is is no different. Uh, just fantastic. Uh, you know, his style of crude field recording and loops and gross noise. I, I love it. I, I seriously can't get enough. So this is another great disc to, to pop on. And uh, might be uh, hearing him on the podcast in the future. I heard a, a little birdie. Oh, might oh, do. Might I do. Love, I love birdies. Might do. Might do. And... You know, our Hannah Trash episode got me in kind of a zone. We talked about uh, some of our favorite eye projects, and this one actually doesn't have him on it, but this is, uh, I listened to Painkiller Execution Ground, which is Mick Harris, Bill Laswell, and John Zorn. And while I would say I'm not usually the biggest fan of saxophone, somehow it works really well here, and I've always loved this one uh, because it's it's two discs, and so one disc is sort of like them as a band, and then disc two is like a 40-minute ambient reworking of two of those tracks, and stuff sort of fades in and out of a void on it, and I just have always, always dug this one. I think kind of the most. I mean, Buried Secrets and, and Guts of a Virgin are both great, but th- this... This one is like, I can put it on and just vibe. I'll listen to both discs, like I'll back-to-back the whole thing. Yeah, so that's been kind of the zone. There's more, but uh, as always, put a microphone in front of me and I forget. Connelly's, what about you? What have you been listening to? These are the memory eraser sticks. Well, I think we had mentioned a few episodes ago. Maybe it was in the Kingdom of Noise episode, but we... And maybe that's actually what kicked us off in the zone now that I'm thinking about it. Would have been CCCC zone. And so we pulled out the uh, self-titled first album. Well, I guess, you know, Cosmic Coincidence Control Center. And I mean, look, we love CCCCCCCCC. Yes. We love them. We love all of their Cs. Um. <laughs> and so it just, again, I think I, I think I announced that it is a summer noise band, and I think they sound really good in the summer. And... I it just feels right. Our entire uh, building is being painted white right now, so it's very bright in here. Rare uh, for us, and yeah. So it's it just like feels the right. Sun is in our room. It feels in addition right. to a haters uh, performance happening next to us at all times. Now there is a blast of white light. In fact, uh, uh, noise rumble listeners will note that we did have a person in our apartment while we were recording the <laughs> last episode. He, they had the, our, our front door was open. They were painting it and he was literally standing three feet away from us on the couch. We just, we had to record. It was the time for us to record it. That was when we had he, set the time. He had to walk outside and chuckle a few times. I saw it. I, I hope he was a fan. <laughs> and, we're really into this Finnish project. Yes. Moosehead. Moosehead. I think that's how you pronounce it. It was an old project that got re that sort of re started again recently. I am unfamiliar with this project. So <laughs> you could pronounce it Moosehead, I guess. Yeah. So 
don't we know. particularly are enamored with cinematic pleasures. A cassette though that came out in 2020, I believe, mm-hmm. self released. We ordered it from him, and we'll we'll have a link up on the Bandcamp. But this really speaks to us in that it's just it's just great, great textural harsh noise. But in particular, what speaks to us is the track titles. Now it's cinematic pleasure, and the cover is just some eyes. Now there's a specific pair of eyes that we certainly recognized, and they are referenced in one of the titles, and that title being Sophie D's Choice. Sophie D's Choice. I mean, choice. If, you, if you know Sophie D, you can't mistake her eyeballs or her voice. I love her enthusiasm. And some of the other titles are are great. Alexis Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Tango and Julie Cash, Angela White's Ashes. Yeah, so it's just, just these great. It's just these yeah. great. Very simple porn. You want to have a noisy, sleazy summer? Yeah. And so we really Say like no it. More. When, when we saw that there was, honestly, when we saw there was a track called Sophie D's Choice, we we bought, we were just like, yes. oh, we're getting yes, that. That's our, that's up our alley. And it's just great it's really good too. textural harsh noise. And then there's also a recent CD, Side Boob Shenanigans. Yeah. So Lord. Th- this is definitely up Look, our- Look, has a sense of humor, and, but and the noise is good. The really good noise and the, yeah, the sort of uh, pornographic- uh, bent of it speaks to this side. And if you're going to have people in your personal space who are working, that's a good thing to have laying out, you know, just, Oh, definitely. I'm, you know, we didn't appreciate it. We knew that they were going to do that, but we didn't necessarily know they were going to be like sort of in here. And yeah, yeah, I mean, you know, I don't know. I don't know. Look, I've been to the Connellys and they uh, were really excited about wound fucker. Oh yeah. Our landlady was looking at the wound fucker tape. She was like, what's this? It's like a museum in here. She did. She was so shocked. And she came in, she's like, yeah, she's it looks like a museum in here. In a nice way. Oh no, no, totally. Totally. She was super psyched on our place. We showed her our studio in the kitchen. She's like, she's like, that's amazing. She's like, who needs a kitchen table? That's amazing that you guys made that a studio. And then she was looking at the wound fucker tape. Yeah. Maybe a new fan. Yeah. yeah, might have a new Atrax Morgue fan. No, I, I've been I to your house so. and, and uh, you know, much like mine, there's plenty of stuff you could uh, try to put out of sight if the landlord comes over. Yeah. <laughs> but they, better to just leave it. You know what? It's like, it's a whatever. good gauge. Like, if, somebody, our place. if somebody shies away from wound fucker, you know, our, you know, we probably won't be good friends. Yeah. Yeah. But our landlady is great. Shout she's, out. To, she's hey, cool. shout out to our landlady. Thanks. Thanks, lady. You're yeah, cool. You rule. You know, you inspired me to put on a summer record. What I think of as a summer record, which is probably not a summer record to anybody, but the the sweltering misery of uh, Keiji Haino's Watashi no Dake. (laughs) You consider that a that's a that is a that is a I was could be a summer record. The Rolodex was going in my brain, thinking about what it might have been, and that was not even close. No, like I said, I don't think anyone would really uh, figure that. But maybe you'll hear that in a in a recent listing. Black Editions did a nice LP repress of it, but I still have uh, still have my CD floating around from. Kind of think maybe a summer night, you like said, a warm you summer said night. You you would DJ that a lot. Yeah, I would. I would play that out. I would use it and and play like something else under. That's one of those records that you put on and then put on like Daniel Menchie at the same time, and it's just like this really makes a record that no one would make, and it's awesome. Right. So, heck, yeah. I mean, that's well, one of those things you can do with noise, right? You can play. I love that. a couple records at the same time. You can throw on the. RRR 500 and then play something else over it or just like the, it's so 
nice to use in sort of a as a DJ tool. Yeah, who was I listening to with Lana Del Rey? Richard Ramirez. Richard Ramirez, that's right. There you go. That was really nice. That sounded great. And then, you know, as we do, we were listening to a lot of Grimm leading up to this. Of course. Factory ritual, orgasm, and more, and just thinking back to that show. So excited to talk about this record. But hey, before we get into it, let's hear my voice talk about the record that Gray just talked about. Oh, good. Out now on Misanthropic Agenda. Dave Phillips' To Death CD, inspired by and dedicated to death, our only certainty in life. 80 minutes intended to be listened to as one continuous session. As the cycle begins, it also must end. Misanthropicagenda.com Folk music. You know, it's it's always struck me as a weird title, and this was one of those things of legend in the late 90s, early 2000s. This was not a record you were going to find or see. You might get a poor quality dub from someone. That's certainly how I first heard this. And it, it seems, you know, it's unlike any of the Japanese noise that I had been exposed to at that point, because it's in this lineage of, I mean, the closest thing of course is, is going to be SPK. And Jen has said that in interviews that SPK was yep. a, a big influence on him and you can hear it. <laughs> you can absolutely yeah. hear it on this. And, but also the title folk music is such a a sort of a strange thing. Just thinking of it as sort of, you know, the music of the people. And uh, in a few instances on here, the record actually does approach something close to folk music, which is also very strange given how industrial it is. But 1986 Eskimo records, beautiful looking record, Japan. Yeah, well, you know, it's so funny that you say that about folk music, Gray, because I have always loved this title because I think it's so accurate in describing what you have. Like, much like we've talked about, like, human beings being petals for sounds and, like, the sound that flows through you filters and shapes the world that you create around you. Like, I've always said that, like, when Mike and I are playing things, that it's folk music because it's from somebody who's not necessarily trying to play, like, highbrow music. It's not not necessarily someone who's trained. Um, and it's just through such a filter for that encapsulates a pocket of society or a pocket of culture, you know, and that truly for me is folk music. So I kind of think of it. I've always thought of it as folk music and describe things that way. It's just like wild folk music. And so I was so thrilled when he called it this. Yeah, I think, and again, it just sets it off, right? And then the cover is so striking. And so, you know, the gra- <sighs> the graphic design of this whole album, from the labels to the cover, to that there's an insert thing where about you it. <laughs> can send a little, like, tell <sighs> me how you feel. T- please Post describe a picture how you of feel yourself and describe how you feel about the record. Yeah, and it just so... His collages are phenomenal. Like, yeah. he still, you know, actively does so many collages. Uh, and I love his aesthetic it's it's very otherworldly but at the same time like rooted in obscurity like it seems like something that you might you know come across in a strange uh exhibit in a museum uh or it's something that he invented himself or it's something that's completely alien like uh the world that Grimm creates is one that I really enjoy uh viewing and listening to well, it's, I mean, this, the, the, the album starts off Grove. It's this, you're, you're walking into a place of worship. I mean, it's this organ piece, this beautiful organ piece. Oh. 
that feels so austere and you're walking into a church with incense and you know i'm thinking just from my growing up i'm walking into some ornate catholic church with stained glass windows and the incense going and the quietness of people who are in there but then this organ music's playing and it's just it's just opening the door to an album that you're like, what, what, what am I going to get from this? If, if the first time you hear this, like, think about the first time someone put this on no context, <laughs> nothing. And this is what they first hear. And then things happen. And then, and then things happen. I mean, Grove, the first track here is so full of atmosphere and the organ sounds just so great. Like the, the playing is good. The, the vibe is on. And then, man, <sighs> right into frozen limits and you know one of the things credited on the liners for this are pulse cushion and oxygen cylinders yes pulse cushion yeah Yeah. how cool is that whatever whatever that is i'll take it but it's like i know what it is it's like i don't know what it is but you know what it's on this album (laughs) and you know you're you're right into it with the metal percussion and like this and and i hate to compare so much especially to the specific projects but that that spk sort of guitar sound that we find on the early stuff that's really staccato and crude and nasty and cutting and really used as as an, a nice accent but then the, man, these vocals are just rotten and that that continues throughout the record is he's just <laughs> the vocals are so loud so nasty and distorted and so weird they they just kind of they move around a lot, like especially on this track all over the stereo field. These vocals are just kind of going in this like crazy Japanese gremlin vibe. Yeah. The vocals for the second track I thought were totally New York Ripper. She's like, it's the New York it's Ripper, New York like Ripper, distorted the, the duck yeah. quacking sound. Well, I, I mean, to me, these this is the vocals are just violent. And yeah. I, I use that word multiple times in the notes to describe the, mm-hmm. the, the vocals violent. I mean, these are violent, harsh, commanding vocals. And again, I know, you know, talking about comparing the the other Japanese project I thought of with this, I assume I'm going to go ahead and assume we all had this band in our head as well would be dissecting table, but very different. Yes. But just that th- those upfront violent vocals, I think, you know, just sort of brought me to that. And then again, just thinking of dissecting table being just you, this unique Japanese project that sort of does that fit that, fits into its own world. I think of Grimm the same way, just fits in it, this world that Grimm creates. And it's not, he obviously know, you know, he said in this interview, you know, that he collected a lot of records, you know, he was super in SPK, super in the white house. 82 to 84. He tried to purchase every independent record in Japan that he could find just to get a sense of scene. So he definitely has a wide range of musical interests and you're going to hear this again. There's, there's going to be some, left field tracks still in this album. And I, and it's, I think what's so great about it. And then, you know, speaking of the time we saw him, you know, we hear this record, you hear some of his other stuff. Maybe you heard some of the recent ones, orgasm factory original. Like we said, we were listening to those. So you're not, but you're not hundred percent sure what you're going to get live. Well, we right. got something totally unexpected live. 
Yeah. Who could have guessed that? And I'm sure we probably mentioned it, but we'll just go over again. So it's on the record for Grimm. But basically, he was accompanied by Keith from No Neck uh, playing electronics. And then Grimm comes out with, with you know, nothing. He comes out to a, to a microphone, but then proceeds to walk in the crowd and starts handing out these little frog clickers that apparently he had bought in Chinatown earlier mm-hmm. that day and then put a grim sticker on it. And he was basically you know, encouraging everyone to start yeah. clicking these clickers. So, it, you know, we, whatever, I think whatever side we were on, we were like the last people to get it, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. So you kind of hear the first people getting it one click, two clickers, three clickers, four clickers. And then it just proceeded to just take over the room. Once everyone starts clicking, mm-hmm. everyone starts clicking. And then he's doing these guttural vocals. It was just, and it's, it, just, it's just, again, it's that thing we all talk about. It's the thing that noise does that mm-hmm. it is this unexpected, creative, just odd thing that you didn't know you were going to experience. And the experience was just, we'll never forget it. Yeah. And it, and it, the participation element was so fun because it's like when you pass out party favors to kids and tell them not to play with them. And then, you know, that never works. So then you have just like maniac clickers running around and he's walking through it. And, you know, people are trying to like maybe click to a groove and then other people are trying to thwart their efforts. So I I don't know. I think it made a really um, interesting and provocative performance. And, And of course, of course, Grimm did that. Yeah. I mean, there was so much more to the performance than yes. just that. That was just the, the yes. beginning and kind of the, the opener. <laughs> yeah. It really set the stage for the uh, strangeness that would follow. So very, very well, cool show. Well, you know what? I was thinking about this album when we were listening to it. By the third track, I was thinking that this is kind of like a rock album the because it's, it's got up. like two ballads. Uh, so you have like the sweet one. Kind of two and a half. Yeah. Like two and a half. Then you have some jams like the really like discernible like hit tracks and then you have other mid-paced items and just the the range and the variety and the vibe i mean this seriously it makes me think of like the formatting of a rock album but just wild well wild man folk music well, totally makes sense because he even said in in an interview that you know he loved punk and he loved punk rock and he bought punk records and would go see punk shows but he didn't want to do that mm-hmm. but he wanted to take the sort of his feelings when he would listen to a record and, and make it into his own so and that's something i love again putting it through the human pedal so it's like yeah he likes records like that but he's not, he doesn't want to necessarily make that but he's going to take the feeling and put it through his own pedal and, his own human. And even the like the track lengths. Um yeah. that you know your maximum track is four minutes and twenty-five seconds. Like seriously, this is like a crazy rock album and uh and, and it's so easy to listen to. Like it's it zips by, you don't even know that it's about to be over and then it's gone. Like I could I could listen to this thing on repeat like ten times, not get sick of it. You know, this wasn't his first foray into sort of industrial noise either. Uh, this Grimm came sort of after uh, another project, White Hospital, that he was in. But this is, of course, his his solo vision. He plays everything on this, which I think yes. yeah. is is a really, uh, you know, that's that's sort of how we do it. Right. <laughs> a lot of us is one one person and, and maybe a four track and just kind of going for it. And I think the production techniques are really great on this too in terms of how clean it actually sounds for 
86. Like everything is yeah. well recorded, proper, but also like nice distortion, nice kind of, I don't know, you know, good stereo effects and panning. And yeah, uh, Frozen Limit is, is fantastic. And then we go into Bremen one and man, that synth like oscillation this sort of me- mechanized beeping rhythm thing. And again, I'm still taking sort of to, to SBK, but just the great vocals on it and that weird fluttering high synth. I'm, I'm taking to a train track because I thought I kept having to look out. I thought a freight train was coming <laughs> directly for us. Cause this just has that just, train chug pulse throbbing loop and it's and again those violent vocals and the loopiness of this track just makes it hypnotic and yeah it's, it's maniacal vi- it's really yeah, like dude, maniacal. and it does it and it's the same yes. loop through the whole the whole truck yes. it, yeah. and it but it reminds me i was just picturing like an angry troll under a train bridge Those and the like troll vocals yeah, for and sure. like the trains going over top and he's just like yelling at it because he's super mad oh uh, it is so you know the awesome. thing about it, that loop very- is it has different parts in the stereo field so it's not just yeah. like one loop going at you straight down the center channel it's like that's a it's a stereo loop of different things happening at different times and it just sounds so cool uh, I think awesome. this song's catchy as hell. Totally. The, no, nah, that's the thing nah, is like nah. he's like the way he, the, the the cadence of his yeah. vocals is infectious, mm-hmm. and you're sort of like find yourself. I mean, yeah. we were totally like getting into the yeah, rhythm that one's of a it, and it feels sure. like you're. It feels very anthemic. I love it. I love it. Mm-hmm. Well, mountain though. Well, mountain. so that's the thing. It's he, he, late again. The layout of this record's great, right? So you, the Frozen Lemon and Bremen, sort of feel you know, they kind of have a similar thing going on with those and then take it away. And all of a sudden there's these sort of high sounds in the distance. Maybe it's on the other side of the mountain and there's these, they're just sort of rising unknown sounds from where you can't see. We can't see where these are coming from. And it just gives you this sense of this disorienting sense that I think is really effective. Yeah, it slowly builds, and yeah, it is. It's it's kind of lo-fi and strange at the beginning, and, and even kind of quiet. But there's there's these sort of thundering drums off in the distance, and it, it builds and builds until the distortion just floods in, and it's it's all over the place, you know, just so nasty. And again, the vocals are just great on this. Like they're so so cool and weird. Yeah, and the so. We did find an interview um, with that we the interview that we've been yeah that we've been referencing where he actually had a translator present. So this is the what we could find in English. And when he was asked about his vocals, he said, "I like to play music that's not refined. For me, it must have a raw native feeling. Of course, I use machines and electric equipment, but besides that, I also need the physical part and the raw music, the raw voice in my music." And again, I think we saw that. At the show, for sure. You know, it was so much of his vocals were such a centerpiece of the show. Getting to see those live was Mm -hmm. just so effective. And and then, yeah, just getting them here again. It's just that, you know, it it is so physical. And that's the thing is, like, yes, it is just him. We know that it's just him doing everything. But at the same time, these tracks feel like they don't feel like they're late. They feel like it's (laughs) happening as we're hearing it. 
Yeah, it seems like there's something really crazy going on and we're missing it. Yeah. Like I just kept saying there's like metal abuse. Like somebody's really abusing the hell out of some metal. And, and then you flip this record and bourgeois. Oh, that broken off kilter rhythm. Yes. Again, that, that sort of crushing, slamming uh, rhythm sound and almost sort of like some sort of a synchronized distortion going on with it at times. And yeah. the the vocals on this one are a little different. I, I, I wrote twisting because they felt like they're just kind of like worming around in this track. I, I wrote evil. So, yeah, twisting and evil vocals for this track for sure. And I... I- there's a sound in this that to me sounds like the suction tool at a dentist's office. You know, that constant guitar. It's simple, but nasty. It's so uncomfortable. And I mean, just for us personally, there is this beep that happens and it's exactly the same as when our air conditioner turns it's, on. It's so like, maybe demonstrate it, Mike. You can just like, I, reach I over mean, there. it's all right, it's, but it's just it, trust it, us. <laughs> Here wait, no, here wait. I'll do it. 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 So if anyone heard that, it's that beep <laughs> happens, <laughs> and and that beep happens in this track multiple times. So we kept being like, "Wait, is what is our air conditioning turning on? Like, what happened? Like, don't turn the air conditioner off. It's summertime. Off. How dare you? Boiling in here. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it has that great sound. Yeah, no, this what a cool uh, way. Every single time and we again, get to this that track, this one has sort of that mid-paced stomper vibe to it. This one is a little more mid-paced. Yeah, it's yes. got a, it's got a chugging. Like I was like, okay, if this is if this is a bourgeois, it's like the the factories of the of the bourgeois, like Whoa. electronics and the chugging of the machine. Uh, however, you choose to think about that. So cool. Now, Tara, in that interview, he talks about you know th- you know this record came out, and then there's really not much else for a long time. And he's again, like Gray was saying early on, this was a, a really mysterious record for the longest time until he did sort of make his return. Mm-hmm. And what was he doing in that time? He just he couldn't have said anything more endearing than this. So he said, I was doing Tenkoku, which is a Chinese way of carving seals. So it's just that my interest shifted from music towards Tenkoku, and I was mostly doing that during the break. And it's these like carving these. He's like hand carving wooden stamps. Yeah. I just love that. That's what he was doing. (laughs) What a wonderful thing. He's like, I was just really more interested in that at the time. So wild. Perfect. Yes. Thank you. I'm I'm glad. Yeah. And and then, you know, he's really done, you know, a good amount of stuff since, since his return. And again, it's all, it's, it's all as unexpected as this. However you, you're, you, Whatever you go in, I mean, you're, you're, there's definitely moments in all the records where like, this is grim. And I think the mm-hmm. vocals are really what what make it's a tell. But other than that, you're not 100 percent sure what you're going to get. And I I I love that. I love that. You know, we also talked about another strange grim record before on the uh, Patreon for Seven yep. Inch Sunday, which was the Amaterasu Seven Inch, which is actually yeah. a year earlier than this. Right, right. 1985. So I I just like, you know, he's obviously been active for for so long. And even if you take a break, it's awesome to come back and just like continue to knock it out of the park with a bunch of weird records. And that your break was he was doing, you know, another artistic discipline. Right. Yeah. That is that, you know, what a unique thing. How many people took a break to do that? You know, so I, I think that's such a again, it's just 
the unique world of Grimm is is so yeah. we just get so excited. What and, an approach! I mean, speaking of unexpected, Alps Noel. Okay, I love the Christmas themes that I, he I, has. Yeah, yeah, this is not the he only. Frequently, I yeah. love that. Of yes, course, of course. Yeah, White Hospital have a, a Christmas seven inch, right? Christmas seven inch, and mm-hmm. Alps Noel here, and later the track Holiday. But man, okay, the the first thing I was kind of taken by here is. He can play like yeah, oh totally. This is mm-hmm. this is uh, if you if you heard the dentist drill guitar <laughs> Tara mentioned in the last track, that's you know that's not the that's not out of necessity. He can actually play, and so there's synth and bass and guitar on this track, and it's uh, just another very pleasant. I mean, this is some of the titular folk music. Totally, and it and it brings us to the Alps. It brings us to Noel, and again, it's sort of you know it feels. Right with, of course, Grove, and then we're going to come to another track that's going to, you know, fit right in. But again, the the way this is all laid out, it doesn't feel like putting a different track in a place just to do it. It really feels purposeful. Yeah, it doesn't it really, feel forced. Yeah, or just like I'm going to throw for a loop. I mean, it's it it does do that, but it it doesn't feel like it's that's the reason it's there. Once you listen to this album multiple times, it just it feels so right and it's just, it's a nice reset from bourgeois until we get to bremen too so again i love the reset i love i love an album that gives you a reset and i think this yeah. track does that this made me think of the specific place that i went to in the alps it's like on the border of um france and germany and you would walk over the mountain in France and end up in Germany and go eat at this place. Uh, and they had like folk musicians there. And you would, I mean, there's only a few things on the menu. It was sauerkraut, sausage, and apple pie. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Let's go. And uh, this track reminded me of that place. And oh. I was like, it's like you're in the Alps and you just wandered into like some chalet and people are like sipping warm beverages and wearing sweaters, maybe eating hot cheese, you know? And then Grimm's just up there with his guitar. <laughs> just grim like uh this i love this track oh i love it too kind of comforting did i I hear you say bremen too you did that ah what a track oh (laughs) yeah (laughs) it's so good and the here comes the here comes that freight train again i'm I'm, gonna you know you know uh, what it's hauling a plague of locusts. I think it might be, and or maybe it's a plague of the uh, of the the, the clicker frogs. Uh, yeah. Plague that, of plastic that'll be, locusts that'll come and clicker frogs. Later, but <laughs> here we go with again these violent, harsh vocals. The it's just man, those junk drums on this one. Yeah, oh, the, the pulse the cushion. Junk drum metal percussion sound is really great, and the this has kind of the most commanding vocals yeah. you know you mentioned that earlier as and i think it's a, a fitting adjective but towards the end that it almost feels like uh like the those later white house records where there's no breaths no pauses totally. between the words where it's almost like cut together super fast or uh, what was it in uh, this the uh christianko robert ashley wolfman episode where uh mm-hmm. <laughs> we talked about that and i cut all the yep. space out of his voice yeah that was so cool what a fun episode yes. that was such a great well episode. gray i absolutely wrote down the this track, these are White House vocals, 100. percent It's that it's that high wine. <laughs> oh, I love this track, and I love that the callback to the first track, uh, the first Bremen track. You know, it definitely feels like a con- you know a continuation, but but different. You know, it's it's not it's it, it's it's definitely a callback, but it has its own unique character to it. And yeah, man, this what a cool 
track and then we come up on maybe the strangest track on the album in a way i don't know i mean it's it's hard to i guess really make that qualifier but fragment is weird yeah yeah that sort of synth that that's kind of making a tone but then dips into like distortion territory and then back off and it kind of follows that suit for the whole thing but while that's happening there's there's just like i don't know a, a television channel change switching like yeah. cut up uh news report kind of i mean fra- the the track title is 100% fitting it's fragments of something and you're sitting here trying to decipher it the whole time you're listening to it it's literally fragments and that that sort of weird rhythm that that comes in which is just like three hits and kind of keeps going but just... the tappity tappity or the wama 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 <laughs> it's the it's the wama 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 no the one wait wait what's the, the wama 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 to me sounded like miss piggy throwing a hissy fit like once you can't unhear it it sounds like miss piggy i love that <laughs> this is such a strange Again, just puts you know the layout of this record. Again, here we go. You, we 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 haven't heard it all yet. We're 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 nearing the end of the record, but he's still gonna put out something that is going to you're just, it's gonna you're gonna scratch your head yeah. a little bit in the best way. Just like man, cool. All this the is just- layers and the vocals and all those things that go together to make that chaos before, and then you have this track, and it's got those the space and it's sparse and it's cutting in and out and it's doing something new that we hadn't heard yet. And it's, it's awesome. Yeah. Then holiday. Whoa. What a holiday. It what is. A, I mean, take me on this holiday. Let's go. <laughs> the, the static broken metal sounds, medical, you know, abuse. It's like an intercepted broadcast. Like you're trying to broadcast and somebody's blocking it the entire time. Pure maniac vocals. I I can't tell what's guitar and what's vocals on this at times. They're completely blurred together. (laughs) And that that's sort of like backwards sounding loop that starts it off. And it's just tape hiss and nastiness. Uh, And then, yeah, these interruptions. I think that's one of the things he does well on these tracks is sort of just like jabbing stuff in there and it, it it works really well it really does it, it keeps you on your guard while listening and it's it's still always unexpected but yeah i i like the stereo movement in this one uh more of those great distorted metal drums you know i think that's a such a great sound just whatever whatever distortion on whatever giant hunk of metal he's got give it to and me. You, you know gray i don't want to bring up you know a bad you know memory or anything but you know who especially in Japan with if he does a live set and he's got a live uh metal p- percussion oil drum drummer you know who it is Oh I mean it's it's Masahiko it's Linecraft Of course yeah. it is the man the man who destroyed <laughs> yeah. your drums the man who destroyed drums that's that's going to that's the that's going to be the Linecraft <laughs> auto or the, uh, the biography <laughs> the man it, who to, destroyed drums oil be, drums Yeah To be fair it's not destroyed. It's just got some dents. <laughs> I know. It's fun to exaggerate. It's a lot like my car. It's, <laughs> I, I feel it's like fun. he could have destroyed I it. I just think it's fun as the years go on, we're going to make it so that it's like 
he, it, you know, the, the story will continue to grow. He crushed it like a soda can. Yeah, he just literally took his hand and crushed <laughs> your oil drums with the, with the, with the can. It's a lot but, like you know, my car, except there's no Death Squad sticker on the oil drum. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, this track is just so, so great. And, and I was saying I felt like this about, you know, if you have a little holiday stress and you need to like work it out, this track is for you. I'm not sure if this is going to work out your stress. <laughs> Unless you're the one banging on the the well, metal drum, well, you're working out in different you know, ways. You yeah, can sing yeah, a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you yeah. could go along. Not if you, you feel like you're being attacked by this track. <laughs> yeah, but if this is folk if you, music. If you're going with it, <laughs> yeah, yeah, this could be your folk music to deal with the stress of the holidays. Yeah, you're using it. You're using it for catharsis. Yeah. Well. But hey. Sadly, coming to the end. We are sadly coming. I mean, this is a short album, but again, I think I like. I mean, I think. You know, Rock 80s, format. thinking about LP, mm-hmm. thinking about the the track lengths, you know, you want to make it sound good. So, so I do like that. And this one lulls you in that you think you're going to get something from the first. You think you're going to get a, a, a very similar. Yeah, you have like a tinkling music box coming in. It's very nice. It puts you, you at ease. You think it's, it's going to be fully like the Grove. Yeah. I'm feeling Christmas. I'm back in the I'm yeah. back in the church, just like Grove, just like Alps Noel. I'm we're we're eating sauerkraut and apple pie in the Alps. Mm. Things are just serene until, until. they're not. <laughs> ah, the New York Ripper comes back. <laughs> Here comes the New York Ripper, Grim ripping it up for one final time. Just devolving into something yeah, and primal. Then it goes into like a loop misery version of it, which I swear felt like it was getting louder as it was going on. Dude, it was insane. And what an insane coda to this completely... I'm sure I said the word unique 50 times in this episode, but that's because that's what this is. You, you, you we can, we can tell you uh, some touch tone bands. We've mentioned mm-hmm. a few bands that he mentioned. He was influenced by maybe the feelings that we get, but there's nothing. There's no album that sounds like this. This is unmistakable. Oh, when you absolutely. Hear it. Yeah. Like 100% Zero. True. Yeah. I mean, there's just, there's, it's so distinct. It's so its own thing. And, and like we keep saying as his return, all those albums, that's the, the bond is that you're either either just unlike anything mm-hmm. else. Yeah, it's, and, you, you said it earlier. Yeah. Grimm lives in his own world, and yeah. and these things exist in that, and they come from that, and they're not they're not supposed to make sense when held next to something else. They shouldn't be, and that, mm-hmm. that's a that's I think that's great, and I think that's one of those special things about an artist who has like a vision and their own sort of language that they operate in, and you can see the through line even if you have no idea what to expect from release to release. Yeah, he has a folk realm. Absolutely. And man, I look, I mean, like we said in the beginning, this this is the LP is is gonna be a difficult one to find. Cassette reissue just came and just went. So hey, maybe maybe that'll just encourage him to maybe reissue do, maybe the do reissue. A, yeah, maybe do a, yeah. another issue of it or something. But however you can get your hands on this, you got to get your hands on it. Because if you haven't heard it, you're in for a treat. If you have heard it, you know, I mean, you, you yeah. just heard us yap about it. Yeah. You heard us how much we're into this. And and any Grimm is is worth your time. And just, hey, expect the unexpected. That's, mm-hmm. that's I think that's what Grimm's going to do. Absolutely. What a cool album to discuss. We got, we got some uh, some pretty cool episodes lined up. 
coming here. Some guests getting lined up for mm-hmm. the end of summer, beginning of fall, creeping in. We're already looking to see what we're going to do for, you know, it's, it's, it's funny. I was talking to a friend yesterday and he was a, a friend. A it was it gray friend. Uh, no, I have, oh. I, I, I have like three other was it friends. Me? No, no, no. It, it was, I have about three other friends oh. that aren't the two of you. I know so it's weird. strange. Gray, That's weird. But it's, it's a friend of the, it's a friend of the podcast <laughs> friend in real life, but he's also a, a big movie guy. And we were, we were talking about just a couple of recent things we've been watching. He's like, you know, October's coming up. The pumpkin beers are out. I got to start thinking about, you know, October movie watching, but what's so great. I'm like, Oh, absolutely. It's time to start lining it up. But the reality is that we were just talking about like the slasher movies we had just been watching. So it, it, it's, it's like, it, yeah. it's, it's like oh, we yeah. do it all it year round, but it's yeah. like, but it's like, Oh, but we still need but to like make October special. special, you know, no, maybe like, think of a series. Uh, we got to do. Come on. The fall is when you yeah. watch scarecrow movies. Oh yeah. Motors driven by scarecrow. Oh, look, no joke. We He's were already discussing scarecrows. our Christmas episode. We have some December albums lined up where <laughs> we're of course, obviously we'll be doing our annual Halloween a tracks episodes. So we're sorting out which a tracks we'll be doing. So. Wouldn't be Halloween without him. I mean, no, it's it, mm-hmm. absolutely not. So that's coming up. But hey, thank you for listening, supporting as always. Oh, support yes. Grim. Thank you. Support Noise. We'll talk to you next week. You've been listening to Noise Extra. Noise Extra is brought to you by Chondritic Sound, a home to noise artists for over 17 years by Verdant Weapons, maker of quality contact microphones and noise devices, and by our Patreon supporters. You can find our Patreon at patreon.com slash noise extra, and your support really helps. You can find us on Instagram at noise extra, on the web at noiseextra.com, one E in those, and on Twitter at noise extra, with three A's at the end. Thank you for listening to us and to noise.